In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Galaxy Cast fans, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have with me three people in the studio tonight, and of course, it is May the 4th as we record this. And I know it won't be when you listen to it, but <laughs> hey, may the 4th be with you. It might be rather late, and I apologize. So, I have with me in the studio tonight Eric the Artist. My name is not Scissor Punch. <laughs> and I have with me Gary the Stud. I think that's me. And I am your host, Bob Chrisman. We were trying to talk about figure out what we wanted to talk about, and I were like, this is really easy tonight, because there's like a million and one things. For once, we're kind of like, I have a million and one things going on, and it was kind of hard to decide. So we decided to pare it down to two things we're going to discuss tonight. We're going to talk about the announcement of the new Star Wars series, that they're, they're animated series they're doing, and of course, we can't help but talk about Infinity War. So if you haven't seen Infinity War, by the time this podcast comes out, first off, go punch yourself in the leg, because that's really stupid. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And number two, don't listen to this podcast, then at least not for the first hour, and go to the second half of the podcast. Yes. Because uh, I guarantee there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Guarantee yes. there's going to be spoilers. So, yes. again, yes. if you haven't seen Infinity War, ignore the first half of this podcast. Yes, because things like Spider-Man dying happens. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. see? Okay. So let's talk about our first subject, and we wanted to get this one out of the way. <laughs> uh, Star Wars recently, StarWars.com recently announced that they are releasing a new, new to us, uh, TV series, an animated new, TV series. New to everyone. New to everybody, <laughs> this is true. New to, to everybody, a Star Wars TV series in an animation style. Yes. Animated animation it style. It is basically the replacement for Rebels. And it, it looks like it's a replacement for Rebels. Do you think it's going to be more anime style than rebels or less or maybe the same what do you, what do you... i think it's going to be a bit the, the fact that they're bluntly saying it has an anime style that we've been looking forward to doing for a while yeah makes me think it's going to be a bit more than what we've ever seen from them before so is this maybe going to have like a tartakovsky kind of feel to it do you think 
I mean, not that I minded Tartakovsky's style. I kind of liked his style. But... Yeah, I mean, his was very stylistic, but it was cool. It was very, it was Samurai Jack. Right. You know, yeah, it was Star definitely Wars. influenced by Samurai Jack. But, um, yeah, I mean, it could be, I don't know if it'll be like that flat. I get the feeling this is still going to be like 3D digital. Feeling, yeah, right, 3D okay. CG. But I think it'll have, I mean, there's a lot of anime video games that come out now. Yeah. And all the cutscenes that look like they're from anime films are rendered real-time CG. So okay. they can make the 2D anime-style uh, animation, not done traditional, but do it in computer graphics. I wonder if it'll go that far, or is it just going to be 3D that has a more of an anime styling to it? I'm looking forward to seeing the first footage, but I think we're a ways off from that. Yeah, which is really weird because they're announcing that it's coming out this fall. Yeah. I guess that's the part that surprises me a little bit. I mean, the timing. I mean, they just announced it about two weeks ago as we speak, and now it's coming out next fall already. And I'm kind of like, wow, you are you better be in pre-production, or at least I hope you're in pre-production. I think it said point. they're already in production on. They, I think they did say in the article it was already in production, because they've already mentioned some and of let's the characters. Face it, they've, been, they've been planning this for probably two years. It's Well, I think, I think ever since they announced that there would be an end to Rebels, they already had a game plan about what, what's going to happen outside of that. Uh, now, I think it's interesting that they they not only talk about the series itself, but they specifically mention a pilot, Kazuda Ziono, I think is how you pronounce that correctly, uh, sure. and he's a young pilot gets recruited by the Resistance, sure. <laughs> That's what it is now. Take that. Kazuda Ziono. The fact that he's trying to spy on the First Order, and again, they say it's going to be on Disney Channel in the U.S., and thereafter on Disney XD around the world, so I think it's going to be on a Disney Channel and then Disney XD later at, at yeah. a, a different point. And they specifically mentioned that it's about Star Wars, it's titled Star Wars Resistance, but they, they talked about Oscar Isaac playing the role of Poe Dameron, Captain Phasma being voiced by Gwendolyn Christie. And that all of this takes place before Force Awakens. Correct. They they do mention the timelines before the Force Awakens. They mention BB-8, which I think is going to be their their way to draw in the kiddies. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, he's right in the first teaser image that they've put yeah. up. Is... Yeah, he's he's right there prominent next to the ship, basically. Other than those two things, that's all you see. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with this. Uh, do you guys, do you think this could answer some of our questions about... Uh, that we've always had about the the first the latest Star Wars films. I mean, like we we've got gaps that we've talked about that right, are, which are somewhat covered by the novels that I haven't read. Correct, because you've read some of the novelization. You haven't either. So we're really bad at catching up on the novels, people. But <laughs> but apparently, Time. I mean, there are things that are in those novels that talk about how the uh, the First Order came to be and you know stuff like that. So there's canon information for them to build off of already. Right. <clears throat> but I'm sure there there's surprises. You know, it wouldn't be a show without. Hey, you didn't know this happened, or you didn't right. you weren't aware this was in Poe's past, or whatever. That this wasn't covered by the comics or the books. It's our own thing. I just so. don't see them making groundbreaking decisions. Like I don't think we're going to suddenly find out who Ray's parents actually are. No, you know I, mean, I mean, I just don't. See we haven't them. even met Ray at this point. It's all before. That's we true. Meet it's all Ray, before so you meet Ray. So. I just don't see anything being hugely groundbreaking. And so kind of part of me says this is still going to be a blah story, almost like Rebels. I mean, that's the thing is the last time they did this was Rebels. Rebels was set right before a major picture. Oh, right, right. before New Hope happened, like four years before all this happened. And what did we get? Unfortunately, kind of a snooze fest. So <laughs> are we going to say, hey, look, wow. this is right before Force Awakens happened. And here's the boring stuff that happened four years before. <laughs> that doesn't matter because you know what happens in Force Awakens and how it all ends up. 
Maybe we shouldn't be talking to the people who voice the characters from Rebels anymore. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, talk very quickly and run. I have freedom. Uh, you know, I, you're right though, Eric. It does it does make me a little slightly worried about like the the thought process behind it. It's such a big universe. And I'm more worried about the timing too. I don't know. When you sit here and you say, "Well, it's going to be, you know, between the end of Return of the Jedi, beginning of the Force Awakens." If they wanted to place it much closer to Return of the Jedi with all new characters, they'd have a lot more of my attention. The fact that they're like, well, we're going to lean on Poe and Phasma again. It's going to kind of be a retread of Rebels where we brought in a lot of characters from the show to kind of cover the fact that our characters were weak and you didn't care about them a lot. (laughs) That They're just doing that again. But if they had said, hey, completely all new characters... This is what happened not long after Return of the Jedi. Here's the the kindlings of the First Order, the very yeah. beginning. Here's, you know, whatever. Here's the last remnants of the Empire being hunted, you know, and the and the, the new government being formed, whatever. They'd have me more more attention that way, but yeah. So I am cautiously optimistic. I'm always optimistic when a Star Wars show comes out. I want it to be good, uh, and I got to be honest with you. The only one that actually has piqued my interest in the last few years is the end of the Clone Wars. The beginning of the Clone Wars was bad, but towards the end it got good, and then they cut it off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I guess I'm slightly worried that Filoni's behind it again. Why can't we find another guy? Is there no other producers in Hollywood right now that we can lean on? I I don't understand Unfortunately, I get the sense with Lucasfilm that they pretty much take lifers. You get in there kind of high up, and you're locked in. And I get, to an extent, I get that, but part of me also says, maybe it's time for some new blood. Maybe fresh, it's time to, to come in with some fresh ideas, right? Well, I, I just think that they need to let Filoni do his story arc and stick with it. And then right. can it halfway through. That's what I think happened with Clone Wars, and that's what happened with Rebels. I think so, too. And I, th- I think they had to scramble towards the end of Rebels to right. close it all up and, and make a nice, neat bow out of the whole thing. So do I have any hope for this? No. <laughs> I figured you didn't. And I... There's, we're still having so many unfinished thread plot line story ideas that were picked up and then dropped and never heard from again with Rebels. Is this going to start off with that whole mystery storytelling again of, oh, here's ten things we hint at, and in like two, three seasons, maybe we'll hit on three of them. Hey, maybe they'll go back to the planet and the A-Wing pilot will show up. She's going to be ruling the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Giant mountain made of the bones of her enemies. Okay. So the second thing we wanted to talk about tonight, because we should change topics really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're maybe I'm just in a bit of we're a... We're punchy tonight. I'm in a bit of a punchy mood. Uh, just, to, just to finish there, I'm also hopeful. I'm always hopeful. And I love animation. I'm an artist. Right. I want to see really cool animated shows. So I have hope. They are touching on an area that isn't ex- that I don't know of being explained because I didn't read the books and didn't read the other things. They're already bringing in characters we know, which could be cool. So being the positive side of it, I have hope. I'd like to see something cool out of it. I know it ticks Eric Gary off, but I like the BB-8s in it already, so it's all going to be good. So, Okay, so the next topic we wanted to talk about, because there's going to be so much to talk about, so I'm apologizing now before we even start, that I'm sure we're going to get long-winded on this. But you know what? Uh, we're just that passionate about it, yes. and it's kind of hard not to talk about it, and that's the Avengers, the Infinity War. And I, I, I am... When I walked out of the theater, I just was kind of aghast. At what I saw. Well, it was you, just guys, like, you guys had the same experience I did where once the credits rolled, it was dead silent. In the yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just nobody moved. People Actually, a bunch of people in our theater went, what? Yeah. You know, like, well, all that's the thing. Mary time, turned to me you know. and she was like, 
what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> Meaning the ending. But. Right, yeah. We, we had people saying yes. Other people were no. And, and <laughs> like, okay. But yeah. So Tara was in the corner crying because Groot was one of the ones that, that yeah. well, we're, fluttered we're jumping off, ahead. Right? Spoiler alerts. Here we well, go. We, we, yeah, we already warned them about that. So she was in the corner crying. And Gary and I were just kind of like, huh. You know, and everyone's, you know, even my wife was kind of like, you're pretty nonchalant about this. And I looked at her and I go, again, if you read the comics, all of this makes sense. All of this doesn't make Th- sense. Thanos did snap his fingers and right. make half of everybody disappear right. so in it's the like, comics, too. The fact that, it happened. That, that he did it shouldn't shock anybody like it actually happened in the comics. I remember when it happened in the comics and the backlash in the community that occurred out of that because it was like, oh my gosh, they killed half the character. What do you do? You know, like, it's just... I remember the the uh, clamoring of that once it happened in the comic books. But you see, again, if you weren't part of that world, and it was a very unique world at that time oh, because yeah. not everybody was in the comic books, it created quite a backlash and a stir at the time. So it didn't shock me at all. Um, I was more shocked that Gary and I were able to go see it what, four days after it opened and had no spoilers, yeah. by the way, yep. which thank God we could just be like, nope, don't want to watch that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I told him I was kind of like uh, Cleveland showing every every Infinity War thing, like, no, 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 no. You know, like, <laughs> apart, from, apart from what I purposely watched in the early trailers and then stopped watching the three weeks before, I had nothing ruined for me. Right. Um, I did see one thing fly by a scroll at one point that I thought was a spoiler, but I think it turned out to be someone who was just spouting... They made it sound like they knew what they were talking about, but they were just spouting theories. Right. And it was more of a meme. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be like a joke thing. And so I realized it wasn't a spoiler because it didn't actually happen in the movie. So it's like, okay. So there are some a lot of questions that get left behind by this movie. So I thought what we'd do is maybe, you know, we could throw out some of the questions we have. Okay. That may still be out there, you know, because there's a ton of them. And I know other people have them too. And then we could talk about our theories about about some of those questions. So here's the weird question I have that kind of struck me right from the beginning of the movie. Are all the Asgardians dead now? I mean, no, it's... No, it's, it's already... And then today, I saw an article on that. I can answer for you okay. 100%. The director was at a group talking with teenagers Okay. recently. This article just came out, I think, today. And he bluntly admitted, and apparently if you watch it, it's a little clearer. There's a line of it that half... Uh, Thor says, he decimated half of my people. They don't show the ships leaving unless you're kind of assuming that's what you're seeing in the background of the starting scene. Okay. But half of them escaped. Did escape. And apparently it's confirmed Valkyrie was one that escaped. Okay, so that answers my other half of my question, which Korg, is... Then they said, what about Korg? Korg they, no, what about Korg they said, what about Valkyrie? Korg? And he and... went, Korg, I'm not saying. Oh, Valkyrie interesting. did escape. Well, Valkyrie almost has to because yeah. I think she has to show up in Guardians later and some <laughs> other things too yeah. and... Uh, so I, I could I could totally see that, but I, that was one of the, my burning questions. Apparently, that was just I saw the article just today. I well, think it was very recent. Just watching the movie and uh, Thanos's um, ideals is half the population gets wiped out. Right. So even when it came to the Asgardians, yes. only wiped out half of them. Yep. Okay, I get what you're saying. So I mean, you know that 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 was a question I had. Yes. Any questions from you guys? Are there any burning questions that get left? Well, let's start at the beginning of the movie. So you did that one. I'll ask the next one. Okay. Is Loki really dead? See, now, the weird thing is of all the deaths I think that we saw, that's the only one I think we can definitely say I'm pretty positively sure that Loki is done. I don't think we can. Okay. He's been dead before. 
he, that, he has as, been as, dead as before. Said, this is true. He said that that was Thor's line. I used he's been dead before, but I think this time it might stick. <laughs> right. The, the reason why I say he might be dead is, or he's probably dead, is you heard the cracking of his neck. Right. <laughs> that was the one that kind of sealed the deal for me. Too. All I know, all I know, and let's just picture it this way: he, what if none of that was him? What if we do a, yeah. a scene later where the ship explodes, Thor floats away, there's Loki's body, off comes the, the magic of right. who it really was, which is it could have been someone we haven't seen. Maybe it was Korg right. being covered or something, and Loki was projecting himself onto him, and there's Loki hiding off to the side. And he, there's a very easy way you can make Loki tricksterly survive. There was also something about his lines that he said to his brother before he was killed. One... We pick, I picked up on and told you guys about that people have said in a second viewing, one of his lines is, the suns or the stars will shine us on us again, dear brother. And people think that was him hinting to Thor, you need to go to the weapons place right. where the star needs to shine again. Because Loki probably knew that this had all happened and gone out. He's dealt with Thanos before. He may know some of right. what Thanos has done. But other people are saying that's a sign of they're going to be together again. Something is going to happen to bring him back. So I don't know. It just seems to me... It was it was impressive, and it certainly hit home that Thanos is a bad guy because he kills off both Hemadol and then Loki, and beats up the Hulk within the first ten minutes of within, the film. Yeah, but I still feel like to me, it just seems a little even that it seems a little underwhelming to be the ending of such an important character. Like he'll get a final final send off in four, like something much more majestic or something. I don't know. It just seems. The only reason I say that I don't think that could be the case, this could be the only counter-argument to that. When Loki died, remember, he gave the stone over to Thanos. Only the real Loki would have had the ability to pull out the stone mystically and move it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he could project that if it were the real stone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get There's that. There's certain limitations to his projection power. And I did and I notice he had that them. eye shine that faded from his eyes, which right. was the frost giant look. Yes. Um, so I don't know. It could be. And I'll, I'll, I won't be 100% shocked if it is permanent. But I still feel like there's something more there. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I know a lot of people are also holding on to this ideal that they'll reset it. You know, like, I'm kind of me, part of me is saying, I hope not. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really... I'm almost in Gary's boat now. It's like some people need to die now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I some, just, like I can't believe I'm saying that. If but everyone survives, it has no weight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like then, all of a sudden, Infinity War was we built up for ten years for what? Then then nobody died, and the Marvel universe is all but, I mean, great, great, and wonderful. Then you've never read a Marvel comic, and you have no idea. But here's the know? thing: we're comparing this ending <clears throat> to Empire Strikes Back. We're saying it's this generation's Empire Strikes Back ending. But it think is. about that. After that, Han was okay. Luke, I mean, everything turned out okay in that movie, and we were fine with it. But we still had that that gaping question of, was Darth Vader Luke's father? Right. So I think we have gaping questions right now about this movie that will True. won't be answered until the next one. And I think they'll still find a satisfying way to do it. Even if a lot of the people who did die get brought back, I do think there'll be some permanent deaths. I hope. I, and that but sounds I awful, but I, I hope, you know. But the deaths aren't going to be any major, major character. You don't think it'll be major characters? Yeah. No. I, you know, I could I could see I guess that depends on your viewpoint too, because some people see major characters differently. Like I don't you know, when everybody's like Gamora died, oh my gosh. I don't see Gamora as a major character. And I know that's awful to say. She's the, got a huge following, huge She does, but part of me also says the Guardians changed so many times over how many years? 
Gamora really wasn't part of the Guardians for all that long, if I remember correctly. So to kill her off, I mean, at least as far as Marvel is concerned, there's tons of other options. Yeah, there are. But again, this is the cinematic universe. They're dealing with an audience that doesn't True. read the comics. So to them, this is the only Guardians but, but they But maybe know. it's time to prep them for the idea that the and Marvel universe moves like that. But I think they're going to do it in the third Guardians. I don't think they're going to do it like this. Maybe. I still think she's coming back. Here's the big deal, though, that I, I read today. So you're reading articles, so am I. Kevin Feige did say some people need to come to grips with reality. He said, we need to go through the mourning process. Let's come to the first part of the mourning process, and that is to actually come to the reality that, yes, some people died in Infinity War, and you need to accept that. And the fact that Feige's saying that, I'm kind of like, okay, that hints to me that he really is serious, like... There's going to be some major deaths or here that you're going to have to accept. It's, it could all be misdirection. It could be misdirection, but I'd like to think that he's actually trying to prep people totally for that. totally playing with that, you know, could be, and messing could with be. people. I mean, that's the thing is they they got a year to mess with our heads. You're and right. They're gonna, right. And they're yeah. going to love every moment of it. And, and like I was saying, right, <clears throat> yeah, the actor's contracts are up, but you're not going to kill Captain America off. Steve right. Rogers is going to walk off in the... I Walk think, away from the cap. It's, I think, well, that's the thing. People say Tony Stark's going to die. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's giving up on Iron Man and going off with Pepper Potts. I think right. that's his ultimate ending. Sure. In and I that think, way... I think Cap becomes Nomad and just goes years, off into nowhere. 20 now. years from now... Right, they can bring him back. They can do the, oh, the movies are flagging a bit. The triumphant return of Downey to show up as a 10-year-older, you know, right. grizzled genius who does something. They, they're going to leave themselves those options, even if the contracts end. They're going to leave themselves the option yeah, to come back and renegotiate with these people. That's why I'm saying Cap could become Nomad yes. because he could go off into nothing. They don't give him a movie well, or is, anything. He is Nomad, all And right. then all of a sudden, he just pops yeah. up in a movie to come at the time they need him the most. Yeah. You know? Officially, and, he was Nomad. In, right. In, in this particular one. movie, yeah. he's, he's officially Nomad. Although he didn't really have any of the persona of Nomad at all yet. Well, I, they, I think the stripping of the colors of the flag from the costume and yeah. making it like paired away shows him as a man without a country. Yeah. I, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. He just didn't wear his uniform. That's, all. <laughs> that's what it looked he's, like. He yeah. stunk. <laughs> he stank. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the deaths. Should we talk about the deaths at the end? Well, I mean, we could go back <clears> well, to let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about this one thing. I'm waiting a little bit longer until more people see the movie before I start spoilers. But at some point, I got a mad tweet, Chris Pratt, and be like, you screwed everything up. <laughs> You're the reason. Yes. You, you screwed it up. <laughs> Just something, and you know, he... It, it, the, uh, that if was, you didn't know, Chris Pratt is actually <clears throat> getting hate mail right now. I can believe it. Hate People mail. People tied into it. But because he did what he did. Yeah, and, and that to me was a great scene because I'm like, you, they are so close. I mean, they've got him. They're all using their powers the right way. They're using the strength of Iron Man and right. Spider-Man. They're using the mind control of Mantis. Uh, Groot has him held. Strange is holding him in place. I think they're all combined they're doing Star -Lord, their part. Star Lord has nothing to do. Right. What does he do? Get all cocky and then get mad because of he's in love with Gamora and he thinks she, you know she's dead. And he knows she's dead, and punch starts punching him in the face. And I'm like, it was a great moment. It it, it was a frustrating moment because they literally pull the glove off right. and then his fingertips catch the rim of it and pull it back. Right. But everyone, he's the reason they didn't win the, win the Infinity War. But at the same time. That's Star-Lord. I mean, that's the yeah. Star-Lord we know from the comics. That's the Star-Lord we know from I'm the I'm just movies. surprised they put that much on him on I, the, I, I'm, as I'm a character. I'm surprised, too. But you know what? I think I think Chris he, Pratt probably said to him, do it. Yeah. I'm sure he knew what he was getting himself into. I mean, because here's the thing. In this movie, apart from doing some cool action, 
He's more of a jerk than normal. <laughs> yeah. He is. He and he laid it on pretty thick for this. He movie. lays it on really yeah. thick and isn't very likable at all because all he does is have jealousy and <laughs> and uh, you know like ego issues more so even than in the movies. See, at least in the movies, he comes back and is heroic and tries to do the right thing. And in this one, he kind of does. He's you know he's fighting Thanos yeah, with but him, but he has more of the snarky guy that I remember <clears throat> Star Lord to be. Like right. Star Lord, I always thought was a cross between well, a little bit of Deadpool. Quite honestly, he's got that snarky side like Deadpool does I see him looking like that and a little bit of uh, Buck Rogers you know what I mean like it's kind of like a mixture of the two yeah somewhere in between and I never felt like he was snarky enough you know he's very Buck Rogers but not snarky enough and for the first time in this movie I was kind of like yes now you're getting like snarky like really on edge and I liked that that they pulled that out of him and let Chris Pratt pull that out I mean I love the scene where the Gamora is filling up Thor's muscles and he's yeah. like I, that's it i i'm gonna start working out you know, like, he's like goofing around <laughs> about getting dumbbells like the, i thought okay drax even though he didn't do a ton in this movie was given great character moments oh yes and perfect lines yeah. the whole you have gained weight you're you know you're getting yes bigger. Yeah, you like, are getting bigger your face has gotten bigger whatever he's <laughs> and and let's face it they gave him the weirdest moment of the movie okay drax the whole you can't see me yeah, I'm invisible. Oh, yeah. That scene goes on for a movie that they have a lot to do in. For a good I, five minutes. Well, it, no, not, I mean, not five, but that, that scene was easily a minute long. Yeah. And in a movie where you've only got, let's see, so you got 120 is two hours. Right. Two and a half. You got 180 minutes to tell this story with all these characters. Right. Plus, plus other things. To take a full minute to show this guy slowly eating food and, and stretching this joke out. Right. Was was kind of brave, I thought. I sat there going, I can't believe they're letting this weird moment play out this long. <laughs> and then he then you know Mantis comes in and says, Hi Drax, and he's like, damn it, and walks away. I thought that was just a great moment. I love that they did that. <laughs> but that's very Guardians S too, though. It fit and, right in with the yeah, movies. And the fact know? that they introduced them by just blaring the eighties music. You yeah. knew immediately Guardians yeah, you knew, were coming. Yep, yeah, you knew and then it, it made sense because it wasn't thrown into the soundtrack. They were actually listening to the music on the ship. Right. So it made sense. And I'm like, God, these directors are so... Uh, Bruce, I am a huge Russo Brothers fan now. Yeah, I, I got to admit, like, there's... They are... They are not just visually stunning, but I think they're stunning when it comes to the audio side of movies, too. Like, they yeah. get it that a lot of people don't get. Uh, well, they get know, all three. They effects. get visual. They get visual. They get audio, and most important, they get story. Right. They understand the story has to be like the focal point of all, everything you're doing. And to me, this movie had a lot of that going on for it. Um, it wasn't just all beat them up, hash them up, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, this could have easily been a two-hour battle sequence, and they knew better. The only part of the story that I could critique <clears throat> that's missing is we don't find out about anything about his followers about Thanos's followers. And a lot of people have said that, that they're kind That's of, like they're the really far back, you know, but I felt like they just in the visuals alone, I felt like they had a lot of character and Ebony Maw was good. Yeah. I was fine with, they gave him all the dialogue. They gave right. him the stuff with strange. They showed the whole cultish following to Thanos's cause, right. um, his, his absolute calmness and you couldn't touch. He was just too powerful. Right. He was cool. Proximin midnight had a little bit of attitude and had just a few moments. Right. The other ones start becoming a little, you know, the big guy was big and the other guy had the knife and he kept stabbing Vision with it. So it's like that was almost their characters was the big guy was big and the other guy stabbed the Vision. But even with 20 something other heroes, I still can follow, who, you know, oh, right, wow, the guy with the blade was after the Vision right. in time with Proxima and the big guy was after the Hulk in the end. And, you know, he was, they had the fight with the Hulk. Here's the part I didn't know. All I, of it worked for me. I didn't know when I came home and I was like, oh, that explains some of it. 
the big guy is actually married to the woman Proxima. in the group, Proxima. Okay. I did not know that. And I was kind of like, <clears throat> oh, well, that explains why they're always together. You know, like yeah. I was kind of like, oh, well, now I know that why the two of them are side by side the whole time. Well, here's here's a, what I think happened there. We're going to get in a little Some while, backs, a D, we're going to get a DVD, first okay. of all. And I have a feeling that cut out of this movie was a good 20 minutes to a half hour. Oh, I, yeah. I have a feeling and so. I have a feeling a lot of it was the more they pared down everything about those characters, they decided they were still okay with. Because right. they still were just a, they were the cult of Thanos. And that's all you really needed to know about them. You wanted to know more, but you didn't need it for the story to work. And I think they, did, I think they discovered in the editing process, because the movie was too long and they needed to cut, everything that they could take out with those characters didn't hurt too much. Right. And I think that was their ultimate decision. And I bet you there's going to be some of that in the DVD. Okay. All right. So here's another question I'm going to throw out there for you guys. So Thor goes and makes another hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, Stormbreaker. And so now the question is, does Thor carry Stormbreaker? <clears throat> does Thor pass it on? We know who that goes to. Yeah. Uh, the question I had that kind of caught my eye the first time, and maybe I got to see it again, is Groot armless at this point? No. It grew back, didn't it? Yep. Did yeah. it grow back? Okay. Pretty so quick. So it's just kind of like they used part of his. I get that they used part of him, but I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, it used to take him a little while to grow something back, and now all of a sudden it's like, bam, he grew the arm back, and I just don't know if that's. Well, picture, well here's the thing. Or what he, the I think is. it's because he's. I mean, picture him now. He was doing the whole shoot the roots out really fast, True. take out enemies. So yep. I think he's grown into being able to like regenerate really quickly. Yeah. He probably couldn't as a baby. It probably takes a little while. Because even old Groot could regenerate fairly quickly. True. You know, I think it's I think it's something they gain as they grow older. So that that was another question I had. So do you guys think that this is the Harbringer now, the idea that we're gonna bring in Beta Ray Bill? I mean, we gave the hint in Ragnarok, we <laughs> yep. saw Beta Ray Bill's face. Yep. Now we have Stormbreaker. There's no doubt that that is the hammer that Beta Ray Bill gets. Um, yes, so it, is it? it is and it isn't. Okay. They uh, have confirmed that this is the ultimate Thor. Okay. All right, where he has, the ultimate Thor had Stormbringer, or Stormbreaker. Okay. okay. So, so. Which is. But which it's, is it's a, also the ultimate, it's also the Marvel Universe, which can cross. Well. Cross paths, right. Well, that's the thing is, I've always interpreted the whole Marvel MCU as the ultimate it, it relies heavily on it. Right. It very much does in terms of appearance, but it's telling stories that happened right. in Prior the regular. to the Ultimate yeah. Universe, yeah. With, you know, Civil War and well, yeah. right. all these things are from, but, so it's kind of both. But the Civil War is not the original Civil War either, so. No, it's not. True. It, it's, it's, it is an amalgamation. So. But here's my problem with Beta Ray Bill. And unfortunately, this is, even though comic fans are fine, you know, with stuff, this is the problem. You cannot, it's not going to work. You cannot replace handsome fan favorite Chris Hemsworth <laughs> with a ram-faced alien <laughs> that becomes a major character for the series and have, the f- have all the moviegoers who don't know anything about this go, I'm good with that. I think they well, can become a secondary character. And we do know that I think Hemsworth is going to step away just like Evans is stepping away and, and all that. I, and I say that because, I mean, you know all the women. <laughs> I, no, I, I hate mean, to be I mean, like that, but they're going because Hemsworth's hot. Lot, I mean, let's men. face it. <laughs> There's a lot of men out there, yeah, too. Yeah, they're like, Hemsworth's hot, um, you know? But not Thor's just that. <laughs> the character of Thor yeah. is so much ingrained in that. You can do the idea of passing the hammer on to someone else, and I get that. And I think they're going to have to to carry on the tradition. And it may even be Beta Ray Bill, but we will not see him starring in his own Beta Ray Bill movies. I don't th- I think well, that's why he'll I become that, like, 
a secondary character so other people can step up and become four characters. Yeah, unfortunately, things are going to bring Gene Foster back as the new Thor. I was wondering if... Because they... I didn't think she was coming back. I didn't think... Natalie Portman's not coming back. But they'll recast. They're going to recast. You think they'll go female Thor? I think so. I think that's... I could see... And here's the thing. I think visually... The female Thor that's in the comics with the armor, yeah, almost would, would the look, Valkyrie-esque, almost armor. the Valkyrie yeah. would look great in the movies. I it do would too. be a fantastic visual. And if they got a woman who actually was built, built to make that, you know, work. like someone who yep. was, a, I think, you know, someone like I'm trying to think of who's the girl. Oh, not like China. I mean, China was the wrestler, but someone yeah. of that kind of body stature to play it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a regular, you know, it's an actress, but someone who's somebody more who's powerful. got some power to her. Yeah. I think that could, I think that could actually be really interesting. I'd want to see that. I think that could play off well, but they also need to bring in a super, there's another super strong female character that they're probably itching to bring into the series. She Hulk. Yeah. We've not seen yet. And I wonder if that's going to be, ha- uh, the way you get rid of the Hulk and have Ruffalo step away from his contract is a relative, Blood transfusion, something, or even boom. Red Hulk, or something or, along that line, could be another answer for that. Uh, unless they, but that ruins my theory of what's going to happen to the Hulk in the third, in the next it, Avengers. It, well, not necessarily. It, it it could still play out, but then Hulk decides to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based but we'll on get to that. That's another right. question. So, but you know who Red Hulk is, though, right? That Colonel Thunderbolt Colonel, Ross. Yeah, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross. Thank you. Which. He's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, so it. He is. But they're they're going to motion motion capture. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> they would almost have to. Yeah. I mean, right? I, mean, I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, the actor, the actor, uh, William, Hurt. William Hurt. Thank you, William Hurt. Yeah. They could. I mean, they they totally could, yeah. and they could they could bulk him up. And I mean, sure, they get how Ruff- hard would Ruffalo that be? Plays if they could the do it with Ruffalo. Well, Ruffalo's kind of. I mean, if you've ever seen him, he's in shape. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not in shape. I'm just saying. They, hey, me and him share a birthday, by the way. What's we're that? Both, we're both you, November twenty second. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So, all right. So that's the next question, Eric. Let's let's deal yeah. with that one, which is the Hulk. The Hulk. The Hulk was a big, interesting thing in this movie, as everyone saw. Loki gets to bring the line back. We have a Hulk, and here comes the Hulk coming in. Great, right. you know, Avengers one tribute moment. The Hulk gets some licks in on Thanos, and then doesn't Thanos, last long. Thanos kicks his butt. Like, yeah. like I don't even think Thanos. And here's the problem with that that bothers me: if Thanos is that strong, how are the other characters even fighting him? You know, right. when we see the scenes where like Spider Man's webbing him and holding him for a second, how come they're not just getting tossed around like whatever? Because the Hulk is super strong. So I wonder if part of it was the glove. Yeah. The glove gave him abilities to power, you know, to beat the Hulk up that powerful, sure. you know, and stuff. Um, I think on a straight fight strength basis, Hulk would kick his butt, but I think the, the glove gave him the extra. So then Hulk fired to Earth by Hemadal, mm-hmm. recreating the scene that was originally the Silver Surfer crashing into to the Dr. Sanctum, Strange. Sanctorium. Yeah, his yep. mansion. It was the Hulk this time, so they, they played off that tribute. And then we don't see the Hulk for the rest of the movie. Big surprise. Even though he's in the trailers... During the fight Fighting in Wakanda, in Wakanda. And you're ex- waiting for that moment, never happened. Nope, they never they psych- happened. they got us. They tricked us with that. I think on purpose. Apparently, I read there were plans for the Hulk to burst out of the Hulk busting armor and stuff and be in the final fight scene, and then yeah. they changed as they went. But I still think that that was a big fake out. They put that in knowing we were never going to see it. I kind of liked the fact though that Hulk didn't come back. And I did that too. Banner was fighting him the whole time. Like, come on, big guy. And that we was need the, you. so. So what? That's my question to you guys. What's going on there, and what's it going to ultimately resolve to? The one of the last lines uh, Ruffalo has with the Hulk is. We got to talk this out and figure it out. What does that mean? Because the Russo brothers have said that Ragnarok, Avengers, Infinity War, and the next Avengers are a three-part story arc for Hulk. In Ragnarok, it was mostly the Hulk, not Ruffalo. In Avengers Infinity War, it's mostly Ruffalo, not the Hulk. What are we going to get in Avengers 4? 
my theory is that actually what you're going to see is not what you're talking about, Eric. I think you're actually going to see the one where Banner loses control. Like he lets Hulk take over just out of pure frustration because he won't come out, lets him take over and then has a hard time getting out of being the Hulk. And then he gets stuck in the Hulk for an extended period of time. Cause I remember in the comics, at least fairly early on that I have the happened. run. I have the run. Cause there's a lot of scenes of the uh, banner in the Hulk's consciousness. Right. That's how he's, you see him. Right. He's like literally in his mind, but not actually physically in, in form. And, and it was a constant battle for him about what's right, what's wrong, letting Hulk control, not letting Hulk control. I think it'd be a really cool story arc to play out and how Hulk's mind works and how he works and how that all kind of comes together. Considering we can't have a Hulk movie to fix all that for whatever reason, I'm still shocked by and don't understand how that can't happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that's what I think they're moving towards is potentially just all Hulk and not necessarily the Hulk you're talking about, which we no, no. And I, I, I have something to say about that too. Cause I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Gary, what do you think they're moving towards here? I mean, is um, what I hope they move to, or what they? Yes, both. Like, what do you hope they move to, and what they, what you think? Okay, well, I'm, they I'm, I'm thinking they're going to merge the Hulk and Banner together as as the incredible smart Hulk. Right. I would love to see Mister Fix It though. <laughs> okay. The Gray Hulk. Yes. The Gray Hulk. Yeah. And the mobster. That's what he was. Okay. So that's what I'd like to see. So, so Eric, now, you said you had a theory. I have. Well, I have two, and that's it. That's what, that's what kind of what Gary said. Right. Go ahead. You're but but before Eric goes on with his theory, though, Thanos has kicked the Hulk's butt several times. Yeah, throughout the comics. Right. Yeah. With, without the, go- the glove. Yep. He does know that he doesn't want to go against him at any one time. You know, he will do it, but he doesn't w- seek it out. Right. You know, he doesn't, if, if the Hulk comes around, he doesn't seek a fight with him. Right, right. But he will take on the Hulk and he will win. Without the without the the gauntlet and all that, yeah, in the comics, right? I got so, the sense that this Thanos wasn't necessarily that strong, especially the way Cap could kind of catch his hand and hold it a little bit and stuff. Well, he, at, at that point, the, the thing, yes, he's got all the, the the gems and all that, but he's also been through a lot to get him on. Right by that point, he's used a lot of his magic. Oh, yeah, he's used yeah. a lot of his power. Yeah, he, he's he's reeling a little bit, tired. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. weary. Yeah, and, and in the comics. Steve Rogers did do that. With yeah, the, with I know. That's why so. I liked it. It was, yeah. nice, it was a nice tribute moment. So, so I, my original theory, and you made me rethink this, was mm-hmm. that we'll get, and there's a reason why, the, that we were going to get in the third movie, the Hulk and Banner will merge. We'll have, a smart, we'll have a smart Hulk that will trick Thanos. He'll approach him. Thanos will think he's fighting a brute. And then the Hulk will use intelligence. And right. we'll actually hear him speak with an intelligent. We had him speaking quite a bit in... In Ragnarok, and I think we we'll get an intelligent-speaking voice that's still deep and gravelly and whatever in Avengers 4. But here's what I think, thinking about that. Ruffalo is is not indefinite as the character either. Nope. So now I kind of think, <clears throat> along the lines of what Gary was saying, is what if they merge, Right. but he can't change back from being the Hulk? Right. You now have a digital character that you can continue even after Ruffalo's contract ends. Right. And you do the digitalized voice, and you don't have to have him as the motion capture anymore, but you can still have the same-looking Hulk. Because right. he looks kind of like Ruffalo, but not enough that not, I think right. there's an issue there. Right. And then you have this in, you have the Hulk, that, as we know him, as an indefinite digital character that they don't have to worry. They, they can keep using in future movies as a major or a side character. He's smart or whatever. He may go through things in the future. And again, 
like I said with every character here, that way, Ruffalo stepped out, but five years from now, eight years from now, you want to do a story where the Hulk changes back and bring the fans back, you could recontract with, with Ruffalo, bring him back for a movie, sure. you know, you can do that. So now I think that's probably what's going to happen, is there's yeah. going to be a merging of the character, he may be smart, but he won't be able to change back to Ruffalo, and that's how Ruffalo will end his contract. Although I hear that after Avengers 4, he's supposed to have one more movie as the Hulk. To, to run right. out his contract. To run the contract out. So it, it, it might not happen in Avengers 4, or it may, the process might start in Avengers 4, but it might end in a final movie somewhere. Right, right. So, all right, so another burning question here that, that we all could, could be asking ourselves. Spider-Man. He's now an Avenger. Yeah. Gets established as an Avenger here. So what the heck happens in Spider-Man 2? <laughs> Oh, he's not dead. He's coming back. Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, we can talk about the ending later. We have our own theories about that, and we can t- discuss that. But, you know, a lot of people are now saying, well, wait a minute, there's a second Spider-Man film. You see, that's the one thing, like, everybody who's proposing that not all these characters died is using the films that are coming out as the guide point. Right. Well, there's got to be a Guardians 3. There's got to be a Spider-Man 2. So they can't die. And part of me says, okay, obviously, A, you don't know a lot about the universe that we live in here first off there was more than one spider-man oh yeah yeah as much as i'd hate to say that i don't i like i actually like tom holland all of a sudden as spider-man much more than i liked uh who played spider-man before garfield Uh, and and uh well garfield i never liked um toby mcguire toby McGuire McGuire was just a whiny little mm, he he worked when we knew no other spider-mans especially in spider-man one and two he was horrible in three and it just it got worse in there yeah Yeah. got worse Uh, and garfield i saw and he just was eh. it was the movie the movies were garbage but tom holland's the first one and i kind of felt like was a decent spider-man i like like him him. i like his spider-man version i'm not a huge fan of the storyline right now but i mean it's okay it's a modernized version of it it's modern take of it yeah and it's pulling in a lot from the comics it's pulling in spider spider yeah yeah, it's pulling in a lot of things yeah and of all the deaths that was the one that actually did tug at my heartstrings a little bit when he looked at stark and went i don't want to go i don't want to i don't improvise that right and i know he did and you know after the fact i came home i was finally able to you know read all these things to know that he improvised that i mean what an actor to pull that off mr stark i don't feel well i don't i don't want to go you know and just like that was the only death, and I I'm not a Spider Man. I'm gonna I'm like Gary. I'm a, I don't like Spider Man. I'm not a huge fan of him. Oh, I collected for years. I, oh, I, I just there's something about Spider Man. I can't I can't. <laughs> you know what it is? I don't like the teen the whiny teenager superhero concept. Right. I I just got just never been into that. And that was the first time where I was kind of like, wow, I actually care about Spider Man for the first time ever in my life. I, I don't want this kid to die, and then he floats away. You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know. I wasn't teary-eyed or anything, but it, it did tug at my heartstrings a little bit. And I was kind of like, huh. So what happens in Homecoming 2 or whatever you want to call it? What do you guys think happens to Spider-Man here in the second movie? Do we go back in time? Like, how how do they... How well, they've already said that apparently the second movie takes place with kind of a Silver Sable-ish, I think, approach. And even some of it's in Europe. This all really? sounds like stuff that happens after Homecoming. This wouldn't be before. Right. This sounds like he's entrenched into spider-man so i'm like mm. and that's what i'm saying like how does that happen in between unless oh avengers 4 comes out before all that does it come out oh before? yeah it comes out in one year from now uh, okay. the only movies we've got between avengers okay, so I three and four that. is ant-man and the wasp in a month or right. two months and then the captain marvel, captain marvel movie next march right those are the only two we've got okay so it's not avengers. spider-man in between no okay all right well, none, i might be okay with these, that then none of these characters have movies in between 
You think that's not planned? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. And here's, I got one thing to say to you. Do you think that they're major? The, the moment they lost me in the ending, yeah. like I see Bucky fade. I'm like, oh, you know, that's pretty intense. That could be real. You know, I see the Guardians start fading, like Drax. I'm like, right. oh, that got me. Then I see all the Guardians fade. I go, wait a minute. That's everyone is dead except Nebula. That's Rocket didn't go either, huh? And Rocket, Rocket yeah, and Rocket. Didn't go. And that was good. I liked that Rocket was still there and stuff. I thought that was cool. And I'm like, okay. Then the one that got me, and I, I they lost me even before Spider Man. Black Panther fades away. Yeah. Like, there is no way with this huge movie that was a cultural touchstone that got huge fans and rushed to a billion dollars <laughs> and was setting up a new franchise. I'm like, nope, you lost me there. Unfortunately, if they didn't fade out Black Panther. Right. I'd be I, and and took like his sister away or something. Right. I'd been like, "Ooh, I could see that too." But when they threw when they threw away Black Panther, I'm like, "They're not doing. There's there's a there's a ton they're going to do with Black Panther in the future. He's only been in two movies. I know they got him contracted for more than that. They're not going back in time and telling old stories, I don't think. I think that to me was, you know, he's was, staying. I'm <laughs> laughing because a bunch of my teacher friends at school came rushing to my door like Monday morning. It was like they couldn't have taken Black Panther. I just got hooked to him. Yeah. I looked at him all and I'm like, just chill. It's yeah. it's Marvel. That's, I don't think that's no. the one. They if they had not done him, if they had not done him and not done Spider Man, I would I could have believed most of them it being permanent. Yeah, the rest of it I might have been like, I okay. could even the Guardians. I could have yep. if they had kept Black Panther and Spider Man. There's been a Guardians without Star yeah, Lord. And a I could have thought. Don't know that. I could have been like, wow, they just recast Guardians. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I could have believed all that if they had not taken out Black Panther and Spider Man. Those two going as well made me go, nope. Some of this is being. Not maybe not all of it, but some of this is definitely being returned. All right, let me ask you this question for the Guardians then. Yeah, who would you like to see as the new Guardians? Uh, Charlie. Oh, they showed him. Exactly. The, <laughs> the Guardians do. They had all those characters. And I'm like, oh, there's Charlie 23 and Charlie 27. 27. Yeah. Uh, Martin X. Uh, yep. When did they show the original? They in were in Guardians, Guardians 2. 2 right? You saw them Towards briefly. The end, yeah. Right? Well, Sylvester Stallone was Starhawk. Was Starhawk yeah, Starhawk. Right? Was the, the would you want to see the original Guardians? Yes, back together. I, that could be interesting, but I I think they won't do that because those characters it's kind are kind of, of obscure it's, and well, weird. it's kind of tough now, ain't it? Because this versions of Guardians is like three or four iterations in the Guardians, right, or something like that. I no. mean, I know Star Lord didn't come until almost halfway through the story, didn't he? No, this is uh, the relaunch of Guardians of the Galaxy. Is this okay, so this yeah. is on the relaunch? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was a couple more iterations in the that. No. I wonder if because of the Nova Corps being tied so t- tightly to Guardians, if we could get Nova, uh, yeah. the actual Nova character with the helmet and everything as a Guardian. Well, I – okay. So here's the next question. Thanos came with a stone already. Which stone did he have? The, pur- uh, the purple one. He had one of them from – let's see. The power stone of it? He had already collected at least one that we saw. Yeah, the one that Xandar had. Right, he went to Xandar. Yeah, which we haven't seen what happened there. Right. Yeah, but they talked about it. it. They talked. They talked about it, but we haven't seen it because we know. I know he got the 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 one stone from the collector because we saw the whole place destroyed. Right. Nowhere. We know he got the one the soul stone from the planet with with the red Red skull, skull, which we can talk about in a minute. We know he got the time stone from Strange. Strange. We know he got the mind stone from Vision. Yep. So what was the one he got from – what was the one they had? The Space Stone? What was space, the one – Yeah, Space Stone. And he got the Tesseract from Loki. Right. That's all of them, right? Yep. That's all six. Okay. So the reason I bring up Xandar is, is I – why not use the death of the Xandarians or whatever, that battle, as the launch of Nova? And it could be. And that might be what happens in Guardians 3. That's how Nova becomes part of – you know, he's the last survivor of Xandar. 
Right. And they find him and, and help him and, and revive him, you know. So I, I just I'm just saying that that would be actually a good launching point yeah. coming out of Avengers four, part two, whatever you want to call it. You know, that 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 could be a good launching point. But the one thing that they uh, did say though is this total devastation is in there. Yeah. Thanos doesn't normally destroy yeah, the whole Yeah, he leaves half. He leaves half. half. Right. Total devastation is what they did. So why did he do it there and not anywhere else? Probably because they fought so hard. They had the whole Nova Corps there. That's a possibility. You know, to fight them. Yeah, but he would leave half the regular populace then. Not if he wanted that stolen that bad. Mm. Or Ronan helped him. Yeah. Well, we are getting, they've said, Ronan is... Well, because the Captain Marvel movie we already know takes place like 20, 25 years. It takes place in the Prior 80s. Prior to, yeah. Yeah. Most of it. Because we're going to see how she became Captain Marvel, how she went to space, which is right. why he's calling her back. Right. At the end, the, the teaser of, at the very end of Avengers. But Ronan's in that movie because, I got, obviously, it's many years ago. He's right. not dead yet. And that's why well, that's Coulson be- and Fury are in it, too. They're being de-aged. That's because they've already said they're going to rely heavily on the Kroll Scree War. Yeah. Kree? Scroll. Scroll. Oh, my gosh. That's really hard the to say. Scroll? Kree. Scroll Kree. Uh, Kree scroll war, and so it would make sense. Ronan's in that. Ronan the Accuser was a big part of yeah. that. Uh, who was the blobby head thing that was always part of that too? The Thinker? No, um, that was always with the Kree, and I can't I remember can't his name. It, yeah, now. I can't think of it. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, though, right? I can't think of it. I can't. I can't imagine he wouldn't be in it either. Yeah. I mean, he would be have to be a huge. And everyone's player. like, when the heck are we going to get um, Modok? At some point, we got to get a Modok. <laughs> oh my god! You know that's. There are some weird things in the Marvel universe that are almost like Mister Nitzelplex, right? Yeah. Like in in the DC universe, and Modok is one of those. Yeah. Uh, Arnim Zola, I think, is another one. It's kind of like, and I'm not talking about the one that we saw in like Civil War, uh, or no, it was that Winter Soldier. I'm talking about the Arnim Zola that's got the body with the weird computer face. Yeah. And, um, I, I a part of me hopes they don't. I think they'll think attempt yeah. to do any certain of that. Things they- We'll be right back after we navigate through this promotional tunnel. Don't be alarmed. It's only the death breath of the Dark Lord. Don't be scared. It's only an Imperial cruiser making the jump to light speed. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present... Star Wars... Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacled advertising droids. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacled advertising droids. Intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacled advertising droids. Hi, I'm Darth Harrington of Darth Harrington's Intergalactic Proton-Powered Electrical Tentacled Advertising Droids Emporium and Moonbase. Due to a garbled subspace transmission, I am currently overstocked on all intergalactic proton-powered electrical tentacled advertising droids, and I am passing the savings on to you! From Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection, Wicked W.R. and Princess Nisa each sold separately. Quiet, Nisa, here comes a biker scout. Ayala! Let's go! Yibanga! He's gaining on us! Wicked W. Warwick and Princess Nisa each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. Do you own a business or a podcast? Are you looking for ways to expand the audience you reach? Then Star Productions could help you. Southern Tier Audio Recording Productions started off as a homegrown audio recording company, offering professional recordings for aspiring musicians. 
It is now a multifunctional business offering DJ services, recording, and advertising services to those who own businesses and podcasts. Email us at galaxycast at gmail.com with the subject advertising if you are interested. We look forward to creating a professional commercial for you that can be used in this podcast or even at your local radio station. Many have exclaimed that our services are out of this world. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Now, now here's a theory for the new Miss Marvel movie, though. Okay. All right. Since it's the Kree Skull Scroll War, right? Yeah. There's a certain scroll. Super Scroll. Yep. But what's interesting is who? What does the Super Scroll have the powers of? The Fantastic Four. Which hopefully they're going to get which the rights to. Which you can't to. do unless you <laughs> got the Fantastic Four. Which War. maybe they do right now. We don't know <laughs> it. We know very little about the Marvel Miss Marvel. And, and here's the problem with. That I am disappointed in here, okay? We all wanted a moment yeah. where they gave us the hint, they bought out the Fox properties. But here's the thing. I thought that too, and then I went, wait a second. This is not the end of the movie. True. This is the halfway point of the movie. True. Those stingers, those enders, would come at the end of the movie, which is Avengers 4. Avengers 4. So I thought about it again, and I went, they wouldn't do it at the halfway point. Because this was supposed to be Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Right. And, and then Part 2. Was part, and they, part, cha- part two, they changed right. the names. But that it still is one long movie. So we, I still think we're going to get those teasers. I think it just gives us a year to wrap up all the legal and stuff. And I think <sighs> we're still going to get it at the end of Avengers 4. <sighs> I, I, just, I, totally I was dying. I, totally I really – I was dying. I was hoping – just for a, we're here to help, and a flame hand comes on yeah. or something, you know. No, I, just, I think I wanted something. I think we're, gonna, I think we're gonna get definitely something by, Avenger, <laughs> by Avengers. 4. I, I hope. I, I, I just so. now to go back to my question about the Guardians. Yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, Ronan the Accuser is actually a member of the Guardians in the comic book. Yeah, at one point he was correct. Was in, it through in, a lot of it or? Yeah, throughout a lot of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That I didn't, wasn't aware of. I like Lee Pace as Ronan. I think they could do more with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he did a really good job with that character. I didn't see him at all. Looking at that character, I'm like, wow, I do not see him. Okay, so next question. Is the Red Skull dead now? Oh, yeah, we had that. We were discussing that. Because he's the he Guardian of the Soul Stone. Bullet Guardian of the Soul Stone. Soul, soul was taken. We know he got thrown into space from the space by the stone. One, by the one Tesseract. By the one Tesseract. Which makes me wonder. Well, because... I thought it was a really interesting visual that planet changed once the soul stone was taken, that it turned, everything melted. Yeah. You know, and it's like the whole planet was freed from its whatever. Right, from its encasement Um, or whatever it was. So was he tossed back to Earth? And I was reading just before we started this podcast, actually, that there is a character in the Marvel Universe that he kind of already matches visually, and I guess it's called the Unseen. Okay. Which was Fury in the comics killed one of the Watchers. Okay. Apparently, because the Watcher saw some sort of major crime and did nothing about it, because they don't, and Fury somehow killed him, and became, he was punished to become the Unseen. He re- kind of replaced the Watcher in a way. He could only view what was happening on Earth and not Couldn't part interfere in it. at all. And they said the, the Red Skull, especially in his cloak thing, looked a lot like the Unseen. I think they're stretching it a bit and trying and to find something. Stretch. I wonder if the Red Skull, I, and we had discussed this before the podcast, They, I think the, the key to solving this thing is resetting what the Stole Stone did. And to do that, 
you've got to get out of the soul stone what was put into it as right. the sacrifice. Right. If her soul is still, if Gamora's soul is still alive in that stone, they need to get her out. And by getting her out, they it, reset. I it. think they reset it. I think they undo what he did. So who knows that Gamora was put into that stone. There's only two people who witnessed that whole thing. One of which is sitting in a farm on a planet somewhere <laughs> right. smiling at a sunset. Right. Another is the red, <laughs> is the red skull who may have been, he was thrown off of earth by this one thing. Maybe he was thrown back to earth after the, it was all the opposite. Over. Right. And so part of me also says, I mean, I, I applauded for two, for several reasons. First off, I got excited and Gary laughed at me because I was like, I was right. Like, I, like the whole theater heard me say I was right. Because uh, I, I kept saying he's going to show up when you least expect it. He's going to show up when you least expect it. I've been preaching that to all my teachers. I'm like, I'm putting money down. He's in one of these two movies. And like, sure enough, you know, he he's the holder of the soul stone. I was like, yes. Oh. You know, I was right. So I'm, I'll be there. I was kind of a little bit bragging going on in the theater there. But at the same time, I'm also sitting here going, yes. And I'll tell you why I'm saying yes. Now, Cap has another movie and an amazing movie that would, I mean, like I said, if it were to happen, if they do this, Marvel would be do the one thing I've been dreaming they would do all along. I'm hoping that Red Skull is still alive. At some point he ends up back at earth. He finds Baron Zemo and we have a Zemo Red Skull against Cap and Falcon movie. Right. Uh, oh my gosh. Like seriously, if, if you do, uh, I, I'm out. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> I will be like, I, that is my ultimate comic book. Like, I loved the series where all that stuff was going on. I, that's what got me into Captain America. Totally would have me affixed to a movie. I mean, like, be there opening night would probably be the guy out front with yeah. the lawn chair, yeah. you know, two hour, 20 hours before. I just, that would be my ultimate Captain America movie. Not that I didn't like the first Avenger. It did what it was supposed to do, but it wasn't the Captain America versus Red Skull movie and I knew it wasn't going to be that. It had to tell his story. But that's not the whole story. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like part of me is like I'm dying to have a Baron Zemo Red Skull cap off. And I think, you know, I, I, think guess, uh, I think Ross Marquand did a spectacular a, a job. A great enough impersonation that they yeah. could, they could use him as a character. And I really think he did a good job of studying the other version of the Red Skull cuz I couldn't tell, honestly. I thought maybe they I, had actually I, hired him again. I thought he had come back too. What's his name? I thought he did such a good job, Marquand, that I actually thought it was him. Yeah. And then we were coming home, and I, I pulled my phone out, and I was looking at IMDb, and I'm like, get out of town. And Terry's like, what? I'm like, that was not Agent Smith. And she goes, what? Get out of town. So she couldn't believe it either. I'm like, no, that was Ross Marquand. So I, I give the guy props. Yeah. He did some serious research before jumping into that role. He had to have. And I was impressed. I, I liked his version of the Red Skull, and it came off well. Yeah. So Gamora, let's talk about Gamora because like that was the next thing that happened. Do you the Soul Stone thing? I'm not sure I bought it, and here's why I say I don't not sure I bought it. In order for the Soul Stone to work, you have to get rid of a soul you care about. I'm not convinced that Thanos really cared about Gamora, and I know they they really tried to play that up as hard as they could. They did. But I didn't buy it. Did you guys buy that? I, mean, I that did. was like the one I thing that was kind of like I did. really I bought it. Especially just, with him the tear coming down his face right before he grabbed her by the arm and threw her. I, I, I saw I, it coming. I, I knew he was going to do yeah, it. Yeah, the moment but, she started laughing, right. I'm like I heard someone next to me go, "She thinks he loves nothing." And I'm like, "Yeah, but he, he it's going to turn out he loves her." Right. And that, there's his sacrifice. So I knew what how the scene was going to play out. Right. Um but still the, right before he grabbed her, I was like I, I buy it. I, I don't know. I just, part of me was a little, I don't know. 
I just didn't. I needed more of a backstory. You know what I mean? Like they they provided just a very g- brief glimpse of that. I it would have been better if one of the guardians they had shown some more somewhere along the way that I could have bought into that a little bit. Well, better, I think I mean you know? none of this was written. I don't. I think that's one of I the plot things you. they needed to have happen. Right, so that's why they jammed in. That's there. why they spent enough time showing. She was the only one who got flashbacks. Right. They needed. They had to do those couple of flashbacks to her childhood and have the scene in the throne room where she talked about growing up there and everything. Right. So you really understood he was a parent to her for a long period of time and really make that connection again so that that scene would work and i think they did it just enough that it did yeah i just you know that was the one so is gamora dead that's the next question she's coming back what do you think gary is she dead she's in the stone you think she's in the soul she's in the stone that's where he was at the end before he had a vision inside the stone all the red and the with the whole kind of pagoda looking thing standing there as a kid she's in the stone okay so that's all inside the soul stone yeah i think for a moment when he did his snap even That's, he was. Even he was inside. He of was it. inside the soul stone. Like he was. Maybe he was one of the one of the half that was going to be taken. But being the one in charge of the gauntlet, he got back out. Okay, I get what you're saying. So he saved himself, literally. In a way, from, yeah. From, I think, and that might be why the the whole gauntlet is burnt up. He saved himself. No, well, I got a theory on that. One. Oh yeah. Go fine. ahead. The only person that's been able to really keep Thanos at bay was Scarlet Witch. She yeah, she did. That was actually interesting. I think she did something to the gauntlet. Oh, enchanted it maybe. And when he snapped his fingers, it blew it blew it up. And uh, what we're seeing is what she is making the reality. Oh. Even though she went bye bye herself. Right. So, but that's the thing is, she could do that in the comics. She had reality altering powers, but right. in the in the movie, they've only made her a telepath who can move things. They you think really, they're expanding. They, they really haven't expanded much on her magic abilities and stuff. Right. You think? Because remember, she was created by the, the Tesseract and all that. Yeah. So. You think? You think? Yeah. yeah that's true. They that gave, is true they gave in her the, the powers comics. With that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's true in the movies. They used it. They were experimenting on them. Didn't they yeah. use the power of the stuff? Oh, that's right. They I forgot about that. To create and the castle. her and her brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. she's kind of connected. Uh, yeah. And she did have the power. The vision told. I mean, I was surprised she had the power to destroy a stone. Right. And the vision right. said, "You're the only one who can." Right. Because she was imbued with the with the power of a stone, well, that makes sense too. Oh wow, wow! You just kind of like light bulb clicked a couple things for me there, Gary. Uh, that's that's here's a good one. You think Vision's dead? No, no. But do you think he's coming back as Vision? No. I think he's coming back changed. I think he's coming back very data robotic and maybe not even played by what's his name anymore. Well, I don't think he'll be played by Cumberbatch. I, not I, Cumberbatch. Bethany. 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 Paul, Paul Bethany. Bethany. Yeah. I think I think he's coming back, but as a very synthetic. Really, you think so? Because Did that, com- happen that happened in the comics. It happened in the comics too. He was taken apart when he was put back together. He was white. Yep. Which was a kind of a hint they gave with him turning gray. Oh, that's right. He was kind of like a yellowish white, right? And no, he was all he white. Was white. Was he, he all was white? white. It not. It didn't have any color to him. Right. And when, because he decided the color was pointless or something, because yeah. he was very robotic in his thinking, very logical. Right. And the Scarlet Witch went to hug him, and he's gone. You know, no emotion. So if she gets to come back and he comes back, you can play off that whole thing where she loses. Right. She has the feelings for him that are now gone because he's not who he was anymore, and mm-hmm. she has to deal with it. Yeah, but now she can't get pregnant. <laughs> it's a robotic baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nanobots. <laughs> Another question that I had, the the ending. I mean, we're, we're pretty much talking about the Well, let's go back a minute, actually. Thanos' homeworld. Titan. Titan. What do you think all of that was all about? I mean, there was a lot going on there. 
we, we ended up having Iron Man there. We ended up having Spider-Man there. We ended up having Strange was there. Who else? Groot. All the Guardians showed up. All the there. Guardians showed up there. Well, except for except for Groot and Rocket. They why, why use that as a plot point? Unless there's something else going on there. Well, that, that's the one thing I was kind of like, when the, we walked away, I went, hmm. The, the, the guy that was the bad guy on Thanos' team that was uh, sticking the needles in the... Uh, Ebony Moss. Yeah. Ebony Yeah. And, and, and Stranger. He was going back to that planet to meet Thanos. He was supposed to bring Strange back with, right. with the stone. That that was their meeting place. Right. So that's why that took place there. And that's why the other ship, that's why when they got on his ship and they got rid of Ebony Maw, the ship went there anyway. Right. Because that was the place where he was supposed to get the time stone from them. But I think there's so much more to it. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, there's it's a little I mean, too convenient. I think there's so much more to it only because Strange ends up there with the Time Stone and all of that. Well, That's he, where he discovers all the different... You know he I mean? like, was supposed to be the only one who ended up there. Remember, the rest was right, accidental. Iron right. Man wasn't supposed to stow on board. Right. The uh, Spider-Man wasn't supposed to stow on board, and the Guardians certainly weren't supposed to find out about it and follow. Right. To me, it was like, oh, uh, you know, that, that all tied into just being part of the plot. I think it was also necessary they wanted to show the tragedy of his home world, that where he first witnessed the destruction that made him decide well, there's it, something for the better good. It was right. him that destroyed the planet. His own right. plan. No, no. They did. No, because remember he said, I had a plan to take out half. They wouldn't listen, and because of that, this is the result. It, they destroyed themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yep. So that's when he oh, went that's on right. his plan went afterwards. Yeah. He, he decided, I need to stop right. this from happening ever again. So I think it was supposed to, again, I think the plot point of that was supposed to humanize him, to give, they had to do a ton to make him humanize so that you felt something with Gamora's death, you felt something with, you know, at the it, end, he was he, he was yeah. a very complex villain. Right. And I thought, I think that was the major point of putting it there. And he's just a misunderstood guy. That's all he is. Well, I think that was their hope for you is that you would come across as him well, being a misunderstood guy. that's the way guy. I always looked at him right from the get-go. <laughs> here's the part With I, some extreme views. Right. But also, here's the other part that I, I kind of felt like is missing from the comics that really left a gaping hole in the movie his motivation mm-hmm. for doing everything he did you guys remember what it was in the comic books yep. well it was all a love of death right he wanted to impress death because he had a so part of me said without that motivation there's a gaping hole here like his motivation for doing everything he's doing is supposedly for humanity and to it's to balance, balance the, the world yin the and yang all that kind of stuff universe sorry the, the yin and yang thing. I just don't... I didn't feel like that was enough. You know what I mean? Like, well, I feel like If that, there had been a love thing in there with death plus that, I'd have been like, all right, I don't I See, that, the problem you is know? you can only go so far in the Marvel MCU. They have not personified major things like Infinity with, with the character Infinity and death with the character of death. They've not gone so far as to right. give them characters. So I don't think they could introduce that as another layer in this movie and actually make there be a character uh, that is death that he's in love. It'd be too much for the audience to buy. So I think they had to give him this half the universe balancing motivation to kind of meet that point. Like why still, why they took a thing that he did in the comics, which was to kill half the universe. Right. The reason being he wanted to impress death, but in, they said in the movie, what if we make it, he's to balance the universe. Things. And I yeah. think that's why they had to do it. Yeah, I get that. And that, I'm not saying they had to do it in this movie. I'm saying why didn't they over the last 10 years as they were building this all up yeah. use death as the you know the embodiment of where we're going to move towards? They still could have kept well, the I concept. Well, I do think but... I do think that's where they've missed out on. They've been showing him over and over again, but only in teasers right. and very little bit in Avengers right. when he was on the throne. Look, you're talking was it Avengers or uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Avengers. Met with Lo- Loki and stuff. Yep. And then a little more in Guardians where right. he de- dealt with Ronan and everything. So, 
No, you didn't see him in Avengers till the very end. He was a teaser at the end. He was more in Guardians, where he was on the throne dealing with Ronan. So you saw him a bit. But by that point, we're partway into the series. So I think they in had, Avengers, he was there because he met with the Chitari and ordered no, them to go his, to Earth. His guy met with the Chitari. Well, still, he met with the guy who then met with the Chitari. But yeah, it, no, he was there it, for it, part it, of that. And you do hear his voice. Yeah, yeah right. but you, you don't, don't see him. him but right, right. Him. Yeah, I'm saying he was there, but he okay. wasn't played up a lot as a character until you got to, like, Guardians. Right. And by that point, we're, you know, five years deep into an, a 10 year right. series of movies. And I think, I think that's when they're like, we got to put him in. And you know, whole movies where he didn't show up until the end just to pick up the glove and be like, I got to do it myself. It's like, they didn't use him at all in that movie. Right. I think that's one of the major missteps they've had over the 10 years is they wanted to get here, but they didn't set up enough plot points entirely to get, here. To, to, to get there. They didn't right. earn it a hundred percent. They, they pulled it off. I'm fine with it, but I think they could have earned it more. Now, now, the part I don't understand is, is if he get, goes to Asgard in the, the trophy room and takes the gauntlet, why did Peter Dinklage have to create it? Remember? Okay, so I got an answer for that one. That comes in Thor Ragnarok. If you remember, when Hela grabbed the gauntlet, she said, oh, a fake, and dropped it. Yeah. It was okay. a fake that was in Asgard. So they're saying he but, went there and he picked it up and he was like, this isn't this it. This isn't it. Yeah. And so then and he, he left, therefore uh, then he left there and had to go find Peter Dinklage's character and, and, and yeah, force him. I, I don't buy like it. I said, I think there's I, don't buy it. I think those are missteps. I think those are just things where they, they screwed didn't, up. They didn't I mean, really plan out right. all their things. And you know, there's also the the belief that that wasn't the, he wasn't in Ad, Asgard when he was grabbing that. that right. He was were somewhere else, and that was the glove he had made for himself, and he was just putting it on. He wasn't in Asgard taking it from Asgard because yeah. the Asgard one wasn't real. And he knew that. He had one made for him, and that was the one he was picking up and taking. And it just looked like Asgard when the door, when the, the, the cupboard opened and he took it, but it wasn't. But I get what you're saying, Gary. You, yeah. have, you have 10 years worth of planning, right. and you kind of foobarred a lot in between. Yeah, you know, you right. kind they of, did. You they fumbled did. the ball quite a bit in between. And let's know? face it, over something that big, I'm impressed they held it together as tight as they right. did. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, quite honestly, it could have fallen apart very easily for any other company, and for some reason this kept... This, this is stayed together. What did they say it's been? Has it been 18 movies over 10 years? 18 movies, 10 years. That's an amazing amount of planning yes. to pull together as, as many threads as they did and to have it hold together as well as it does. Right. You could shred it. And I think of Star Wars. Right. Major films were only eight. Right. And nine. People sh- and people, well, people are shredding. We haven't so gotten We're gotten getting into nine yet. But we're only eight major movies in with two side movies and people, people are, are shredding, shredding each other shredding the, the, the flow of it. Yeah. These guys got through 18 and we have to kind of hunt for... <laughs> things we this don't like true. so they've done a pretty good job yeah oh yeah what about the battle of wakanda what'd you guys think of the whole battle of the creatures coming in and wakanda doing what it had well, to what's do funny and- is i saw someone complain that it was wasted screen time that they were having the daughter there the, the her, his niece there trying yeah. to remove the stone when ultimately she failed at it and i'm like that's the point of the scene she was you know people fail it's why right they're like well why even make that part of the movie because they didn't know they were going to fail. As characters, they're going to try to do it. Right. So it's like, don't complain about that. Just like I heard, oh, my least favorite, the New York Times, I think it was the New York Times. Did you read about their their review? No. And they, they, they're getting shredded online, but one of their big complaints, the guy watched it was, characters aren't even introduced. They're just brought in and things happen. And it's like, because There's it's been 10 movies. years, <laughs> all this, it's like, you're complaining about, you know, someone else said something like, oh, God, it was horrible when they didn't give an entire backstory to Luke in Return of the Jedi when he showed up at Jabba's <laughs> palace because I didn't know who that was. It's like you can't you can't fault right. a movie for that's 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 the point. Right. <laughs> you kind of have to be in the know to watch this movie. Right. 
Yeah, I was going to say he's a bad movie reviewer if he hasn't watched any movies in the last ten years. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> and he's and that's the thing he's getting shredded online for yeah. saying that, you know. And and you know sometimes it, I mean there are people that are that innocent like they're not really paying attention and they go do something like that and it's like are you kidding like yeah. do your research first before you jump well, in. Well, the, one of the big ones is Rex Reed. He mm-hmm. he's a you know I used to remember him when I was a kid reviewing movies and now he's gotten really old. Yeah. And apparently his reviews when you read them. It's like he didn't watch the movie. He didn't get it if he did. It's like he's such a confused old man. He's writing about stuff and people are going, that, that didn't happen in the movie. What do you, his reviews literally have stuff in them that didn't happen in the movie that he's complaining about. It's, I, he's, he's hilarious to read. So if, I got to look up what his review is on Avengers because I'm sure he tears it apart. So here's another one too. I mean, you know, so we're, we talk about this battle. And a lot of people were like, why, why have Wakanda as the centerpiece? <clears throat> And so, like, I tried to explain this to people. First off, it's the only place that's got to have the tech they needed. To get the stone out. It, w- it was, right. Not only just the stone, but the the uh, defense shield that they needed. I mean, there, there had to be a couple things that Wakanda had to be able to do that nobody else could do. Right. Now, somebody brought up the question to me, how could Thanos have known that Wakanda was there? And I'm kind of like, well... He didn't. He was chasing the stone. Right. He chased the stone they back always to knew. Point. They always knew where Vision was. They showed up attacking him without... Right, without they could, thinking they about could it. follow that stone. Right. And so, you know, I said it's kind of like a homing beacon. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, obviously whoever is wielding the gauntlet is going to be able to find the stones. This is almost like uh, Gatekeeper and Keymaster and Ghostbusters. You know, the two can find each other at any given time. Yeah. But what did you guys think of having Wakanda as like the centerpiece of the battle at the end? Was that, did that work for you or did that not work that for you? That worked totally for me. It was fine with it. I mean, it, and that's the thing is I know it was a playoff of they just introduced Wakanda and did all that right. with the characters. But like you said, with their tech, it all made logical sense to me. And I was I even kind of liked their way of doing it where they they could have held them off for a certain period of time, but they were going to be flanked, so they had to kind of create a pinch point to attack right. them at. I mean, and it all would have been... It, I actually kind of liked the strategy behind it, some too. Of the, yeah, know? some of the strategies were really cool. And then, of course, the aliens releasing the giant things that just dug through the ground. I mean, right. it, it like kept upping itself, so I was okay with it. I kind of wanted to see a bit more of like Cap in the fight. Like, yeah. Like a, like a long tracking shot of him over one guy, under another guy, knocking two out, doing a flip, doing a spin. Something that would have really brought Cap home bigger. Almost like, like they did of, with Falcon, you know, yeah, and a couple I, others. And I felt like all of Cap's fighting was very in close, and it didn't. I didn't get a sense of him being the leader soldier that he is. I'd like to have seen him, like, pushing people forward and telling flanks when to attack and becoming right. the leader that, like, yeah, I could have used more of that. But also they're telling so much they can't do everything. So. Right. At that point, he's not really captain either. So he's, yeah, you said earlier he's, he's so nomad, nomad at right. this point that I don't think he sees himself and, as a leader. And, and he's not the leader of Wakanda. I think he would. Right. He would say that's yours. That's Black Panther's yeah. job. Yeah. Um, I liked it for the fact that you didn't have the the problem that uh, Man of Steel had. Yeah, all the all the. <laughs> All right, we're all, all the side the, deaths, all the innocent people getting wiped out. Yeah, because it's taking place in the middle of the city. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, and and it was out far enough in a field that we didn't care. That you know what I mean? The right. Wakanda. Yeah. yeah, it was a battlefield. Right. So what about when Thor came? Was Stormbringer? Well, I, I, I just want to like, say I got to say this about this movie. This entire movie has put Thor's strength level and power level. A new on, le- on, on a, a new, new level, level, right? On yeah. a new level. Yeah. He can survive an explosion of a spaceship, float in the vacuum of space, and be fine. He can, pu- pu- you know, basically restart a, st- stand the power of a star, star firing right. at him, burning him. And he yeah. was burning up from it, but he was, survived it and he recovered. Right. And then he gets Stormbreaker and he shows up and just decimates ships and armies. He's the only one who puts what could have been a killing blow into Thanos. I mean, he comes down and 
right. punctures his chest yeah. yep. and could have killed him. They they definitely, I mean, it's going to be, this is why I don't think he can necessarily die in the next movie. I think he's got to go off to some other level, you know, yeah. because I think he's so powerful. They can't kill him in the next movie, well, he, he's logically. Got, he's got his father's powers now. Yeah, right? I mean, he is. But yeah, I, he's, I, there's epic. no doubt now he has taken on the yeah. throne of Asgard. There's, yep. he's the only way he can level. lose his power <clears throat> is I could see him bequeathing Stormbreaker, like we said, to another character, to another character. and becoming just the ruler of Asgard. Right. And giving up the, the Thor Letting level. somebody else be the warrior yeah. and him just being the, the king. king. And I could see that, how they end his storyline. That way, again, eight years down the road, well, we want Hemsworth back. He's king of Asgard. Right. The new, whatever the new Asgard is. Right. So I think there's I think we're seeing ways here that all these characters can can end their contracts without dying and I really feel like that's what Marvel's going to do. Right. Okay, so we all know about the epic ending. Now all these people fade away, all this stuff happens. Theories about what happened at the end because I have some theories I'm going to talk about them in a second, but do you guys have theories about what 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 happened Thanos at the won. end of this movie? Like Thanos won. And wh- how did he win? Like what did he use? How did how did where are those people? Are they dead? Are they not? I agree are, I agree with the theory that there, the Soul Stone is a connection to a parallel to one of the alternate universes, one of the one of the multiverses. It's literally called the Soul universe. Yeah, universe. it's a Soul universe. It's this is how they're going to get. I think this is how they're going to start bringing in the multiverse okay. into 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 the whole idea, even more so into the Marvel universe, which could also lead to how they bring in eventually X Men, Fantastic Four, all that as a yeah. crossover from another universe. So I think I think multiverse is going to be very important in the next movie. And I think all those characters, all the, all they're going to learn that all of those people they're dead, they're gone. But they're not they're not dead. They're literally gone. They're all sucked into the soul stone into this alternate universe probably in a state of unawareness even. They don't even right. know they're there, no consciousness. Right. But they can be recovered from the stone. So I think they can reset the damage to the universe. I think what we're going to have to see is outside of the the snap being way people are killed permanently. Like you right. said, the snapping of Loki's neck, the stabbing of Hemadol, the whatever happens in Avengers Four, if Cap does end up dying and getting killed, if I'm Gamora surprised. is a done deal, if Gamora is a done deal, it'll have. I think it's going to have to happen outside the stone. Right. I don't think the stone is the ending of half the universe. I think it could have been if it doesn't get reversed, but I think there's a plan in place. I, I, Doctor Strange had a plan. Right. He's the key. He was so quick to give up the time stone. I, I always point, I'm pointing that out to friends. There's got to be a reason that happened. Well, think about that. Did. Here's the other thing. Thanos is the dead giveaway. He says to him, you didn't even use your best weapon. Right. He did. He did it before Thanos got there, I think. I right. think he, he did something in the past to change how this was going to How all, the future how was going to lay gonna, out. How it was going to lay out. And, but to do it, Thanos still had to snap it. Something had to happen. He, he did something. Right. So I think it's the combination of the, the the time stone being the reset and the soul stone not being death but taken away right. into an uh, into one of the multiverse, another universe. Those two things, I think, are what are going to allow the recovery to happen. So I, I had two theories. My first theory I like better than my second. got to be <laughs> honest with you. My first theory is he used the reality stone earlier in the movie. That's the thing. He used it earlier. So what we're really experiencing, what we're seeing in the Wakanda fight, what we're seeing in the fight on Titan, all those things, is an alternate reality. So when Thanos snapped his finger, we went back to reality reality, and what's left is the alternate reality. So this flip-flops everything. So everybody assumes that the original Avengers are all alive. Right. So Cap's alive. Iron Man's alive. Hulk's alive. When in reality, 
they're all dead. Right. They're in, they're the ones who passed they're away. They're the ones Everyone who passed away. Back to and everybody else came back to reality and suddenly and it would make sense because we've talked about the possibility of Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, some of these guys dying and what that would mean to the Marvel universe. We talked about, you know, you could replace Cap with Winter Soldier. You could replace this character with that. The whole Guardians would be pretty much saved except for Rocket. And quite honestly, Rocket's expendable. Sorry, people, for who are fans of Rocket. It saves Groot, who actually is more popular than Rocket is in the Guardians world. So when you look at all these things, Nebula, Nebula would be dead. I don't think anybody would be totally upset about Nebula no. being gone. So like, I, part of me said that would be a cool way. It's a lot of death Yeah. if Disney decides to go that route. I think it would be massively cool. But I also think it would totally devastate half of the audience if they were to come and find out that's the reality. That's why I think I lean towards Disney not necessarily doing that one. I love it. I think it would be an amazing way to go. The reality stone changed it all. I still think it's back to, as you said, now that you said the multiverse thing, that makes even more sense with something else I'm going to say in a minute. I, I think they could have gone to the soul stone, as you suggested. And the answer to that may have already been revealed. Because we have not talked since Guardians of the Galaxy 2's post-teaser trailer about the character they revealed there, which is Adam Warlock. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that Adam Warlock, in order for him to imbue all his power, had to take the Soul Stone from the Mad Titan. And the person who does that is Nebula. She literally pulls the stone out of Thanos, throws it at Warlock, and it goes into his third eye, and boom. We have the Adam Warlock we know. It would be easy for Disney to use that. I mean, like, why not at the beginning of the next movie? Adam Warlock comes out of his cocoon, and here he is. And now we've got Nebula, and you just have to kind of set things up, and then, boom, we can make that happen. And because Warlock's got Soul Stone in his head, he controls the Soul world and the Soul universe, and he could let people in and out of the Soul universe. Totally would work. All those people are alive, and then suddenly everybody's saved. Yeah, yeah, you know? And that's where I'm kind of like, I don't like that idea, only because... Maybe there's not any any death at all. Maybe the only death is Heimdall and Loki. And even that, for me, is not enough to be like, wow, these are gut-wrenching movies. Yeah. Uh, I, that, I, I'm not a huge fan of that theory, but <clears throat> it could work. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, there's... See, I, I think the way I'm calling some of these, I'm going to make predictions now. I think most of the ways I've described characters could survive without being kept in their contracts could end up becoming true. I can see Thor be going off to be king. Right. And someone new taking the hammer. I can see Tony Stark going to live with Penel- you know, with Pepper Potts and giving up the mantle of Iron Man because someone else can wear the suit. I could see um, Hulk becoming Hulk permanently and becoming an all-digital character. Right. And I, But here's what I do see. I see Cap could be killed. Yeah. And it would be the gut punch if they took away a lot of deaths but focused in on the intensity of that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And someone else can take up his mantle, become the next Cap, maybe Bucky, like he right. did in the comics. But even Cap, when he was killed, was gone for years and came back. He they did. Could, they could yep. kill him in such a way that maybe something. There's that question. There's yeah. that question. <laughs> yeah. But not enough that it really does, you know. I think, or you can even come back as just Steve Rogers and not Captain America, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which yeah, happened I, in the comics, I too. think most of the, I, I really think Disney's going to go this way. Some of the death might be permanent. I do, you know, maybe Loki is gone. You know, maybe, um... Cap could die. Maybe right. uh, certain people like Nebula will get taken out because, you know, and, and Rocket. It's convenient. Yeah. yeah, and some of the Guardians might come back, but we might lose Drax. We might lose Rocket, you know, something like that. I think major ones like Star-Lord, Gamora, 
are safe. Um, I think other major ones like Thor and, and Iron Man are safe, but are going to go off and not be around anymore. Right. Uh, Black Widow can get killed. Black Widow can get True. killed because they've already said her movie takes place in her past. That right. They're, they're, they're going to be doing a Black Widow movie and that takes place in her past. Yep. So she could get killed and that would be a pretty big one because she's one of the originals. But I think the ones were not... Were but not, you could counter Black Widow. I got another one to that. Black Widow is a name. Yeah. It was a program that the Russians used. So even if you kill Black Widow, they could find another Russian super soldier... That they could name Black Widow. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you could play that game, too. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but here, there's some we're not talking about yet, and it was the big ones that, that were not in this movie. Hawkeye. We don't have Hawkeye yet. There's Who's going to be Ronan. We know that something much. major that's going to happen in the next movie with him, and Ant-Man is going to stick around, but we could lose Hawkeye. Hawkeye could get killed in the next movie. I, 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 I don't think, think he will, think, and I'll tell you why, because they've already said he's going to be Ronan. I think he's going to show up in Hawk at the end of Ant-Man as Ronan. No. The multiverse thing you brought up works very well with my other theory, which is Ant-Man become. I mean, it's happening in between. It's important. Part of me says, what if Ant-Man uses the microverse to get into the soul universe? So there's your multiverse. He gets in with Ronin. They find out what happened. And Ant-Man can get out of the soul universe by using the microverse to get out the other way. And it's all because Doctor Strange sends him a message back in time. Da, da, da. This, is re- this is a really complicated... You see what I'm I think it's too complicated. I think... I don't know. I know they get into it's the very ne- complicated. Yes, but I think movie fans who've been yeah. watching all this could they're follow gonna, it. I mean, they've made it clear that they're, they're getting into the macroverse a lot. Yeah, or the microverse a lot with the next Ant Man movie. So Absolutely. there's probably going to be some kind of connection there. And then there, there's but I think that would be a great connection. You know, if, if Doctor Strange got them a message, they go back. They help save the day. They can reverse some of what's going on through the microverse. I mean, there's this would be a cool way. To tie it all together, and yeah. you're like you said, you're introducing your multiverse. You're doing all the things you talked about. Doing. And we could be way overthinking all this. It could, we could, it could go much simpler. <laughs> we, could, we could be, and they could all be dead. And we. Could. <laughs> I still like the last thing I want to say is I still like my idea of in the end, if they do want to continue with these characters, but they don't. These people are definitely gone. They're going to rewrite their contracts. They break the reality stone. Okay. There's a ripple. And they get to reset everything. They get to recast. Certain characters, maybe not all of them, but right. certain ones, and you keep Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, and he's the only one that sees that it happens because oh, he can I see other dimensions. Yeah, yeah. So, and and what I wrote and what I posted on Facebook was, you see Captain America now being played by Army Hammer <laughs> turn to Doctor Strange and say, you know, you work really, you know, you uh, thanks for all that you did with us. You've been an enormous help. Have you ever considered being an Avenger? And Doctor Strange, stammering, taking his hand, going, I work best alone. Yeah, and staring at his face for a second but no one else acts weird because the reality stone broke and you you can you can literally recast characters reboot characters written into the plot of the story sure sure because it's an altered reality you know that's what i said is the brilliant thing about having the infinity gauntlet there is literally an infinite number of things we could do with this i mean that's the awesome pandora's box that disney has opened up here it is infinite in what they could decide to do on the on the flip side and of all, all i of can this. say is I feel so bad for the DC movie universe. <laughs> know, right? There is no There's way. No, we're not even talking about it There's anymore. There's no it's... way they can... I mean, it passed the entire run in its first weekend. Right. Everything that Justice League made yep. for its entire run. Yep. In in three days, This is Avengers now, passed Is it the it. second best opening weekend ever, or did it pass? It passed. So it, it became, is now the opening. Yeah, because it, it beat out Force Awakens. Unbelievable. I mean, that is just unbelievable. But with all the hype... I, 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 Ten years worth of hype. How do you yeah. not? You but, know, I, but James Cameron's still on suicide budget. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
ultimately, it sounds like all three of us liked this film. I mean, there's no doubt that all Let's three of us. Uh, should we rate it? Yeah. Okay. Zero being a don't bother. Ten being a must see. We could do that. I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. Anybody want to go first? Nine. Nine. I okay. can't. Ten's really hard for me. I can't, very few movies are perfect, but as a culmination of a universe, if you've seen all these other movies, if you've been invested like we have, even with a couple faults it has, even with the nitpicking we can find with power levels or this sure. or plot that, or it was to me epic and fantastic. I give it a solid nine. What would you give it, Gary? Solid eight. Okay. Any, any major plot points that fell short for you? So, well, ma- mainly for me is the, the hand, the, the glove. Okay. That needs to be explained to me a lot better than just the the fake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. you mean the Asgardian one? Yes. Okay. Because I have to do this myself. And he comes and gets it, and it's where it's left off. Then you're saying that he forced the... I just think it was a whoops. No, nah, it's not a whoops. It's, it's, it's a big whoops, but it's a whoops. Yeah, they they just had to make it so that they had to fire up the star again. That's all. Well, they needed to have Stormbreaker and Nintendo House to do that. So right. So, which they could have just had Beta Ray Bill and uh, uh, Thor just come. Hey, I need your hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, dude. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I I give it a ten, and I'll tell you why I give it a ten. There's there's several reasons. First off, it was a great balance of action and comedy. I didn't expect to see that. We kept getting told this movie is going to be dark, expect deaths, this is going to be gritty, this is going to be... And then <laughs> the humor not only was well-placed, well-played, but worked. You're in, like, the grittiest moment of the whole film. And you tell, point out, Rocky Raccoon's like, someday I'm going to get that arm. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, great line. Just a great line, which in the middle of that fight, you know, here you are, like, oh my gosh, who's going to die? And then you're like, ah, he's going to get his arm. Like... You never knew at any given moment what you were supposed to be feeling. You watch somebody die. There's a joke about that. You watch Thor and there's muscles and then there's a joke about that. Like you, I liked the balance they gave about humor and action. I, I, that's hard to pull off. And I give the Russo brothers so much credit for that. The other thing I think that makes this a 10, this was a groundbreaking moment in that it. I think this is the Luke, I am your father moment of Empire Strikes Back of this generation. Having all these characters killed off, all that stuff that went on, I really think this is the, one of the groundbreaking moments of this generation. And I think it will forever be remembered for generations to come. That, that all this happened to these characters after 10 years and the big question about what's going to happen. And for a year we get to debate it, which I love in the fact that we get a year to debate it. You know, one of, one of the big things that happened shortly after the movie came out, I thought this was interesting. A buddy wrote to me right away and said, you're not going to believe this. I just found out and I can't believe they're doing it. They canceled the Marvel panel. Yeah, at San Diego Comic Con. Apparently, they're having no presence in Hall no H. No presence at all in Hall H. You and know why? Like, oh my gosh! Why would they do that? I'm like, they can't. Well, no, not only that. In the fall, you've got D23. Uh, well, okay, that's true. I didn't even think about D23, yeah. but I said you can't. Anything these guys are going to come out to even attempt to say may reveal something that we don't want to know. I'm like, they can't talk. That's the problem. Did you, did you see the footage? The next year, they can't say anything. Did you see the footage of Ruffalo from like nine months ago where he was sitting next to Don Cheadle at some interview and he's like, oh, where do you see this next one? Everybody dies. He, he said this right in an interview and Cheadle turns really? to him and goes, dude! And he's like, uh, some people die, some don't, maybe. It, it, you know, you don't know. But just he just says that off the cuff and 
and Cheadle's like shaking his head at him. <laughs> oh my god, he's the one. He's the same one who streamed live Thor Ragnarok. You heard yes, about that? Yeah. He, he was he was Instagramming on his phone with some videos, and he put it in his pocket and didn't shut it off. Went into the preview, and the first fifteen minutes of audio was right, live was a stream of of yeah of Thor Ragnarok because uh, he didn't intend. I to can do see it. where they're definitely going to get rid of him and just keep a digital yeah. Hulk. <laughs> Ruffalo, you're killing me. You're killing me. I love him. I love him as the character. But uh, yeah, God. I do too. And I actually liked him, you know, as, even as just Bruce Banner. He's really cool. Yeah. But, you know, I just, somebody wrote to me and I was like, well, of course they canceled. Like, I totally expected that to happen. Because what are they going to talk about? They can't tell you anything. Yeah. So, you know, I, actually, I think a year from now, San Diego Comic Con will be late. I want to go. You know, because, like, at that point, cats out of because the bag, then, everybody's going to be. Talk. Yeah, it's going to be phase four is going to be announced, right. and we're going to know where they're headed with visuals, with new characters, so, with whatever. How about the post credit scene? We haven't talked about that. Real oh, yeah. quick, we should hit that up before we. I know we're an hour and a half in, but we got to do this. Okay? I, I don't even know if we're going to get to review our episodes. We tonight. will. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what did you guys think of the post credit scene? Oh, it was a perfect setup for Marvel, Captain Marvel. I was hoping for more, like you were. I wanted some. I wanted the zinger that was the level of the first Avenger, yeah. or the the first Iron Man, the one where he says the Avengers initiative. I want this thing that makes me excited for the next ten years, and that's what I remember I, during the first Iron Man when Nick Fury says, "I want to speak to you about the Avengers initiative." We had no Cap, no Hulk, no Groot, no right. Guardians, no nothing, none of this ten years. We we're stuff. all like, "Get out of town!" I stood you know, up, like... in, I stood up in the theater and pumped my fist and yelled out, "Yes!" <laughs> and people laughed, but they applauded too because they. Yeah. You know, there were other excited people in there. I felt that 10 years ago. Right. That's the level of ending teaser that I wanted in this movie. And when I didn't get it, I was disappointed for a second. But then I went, okay, wait a minute. This part isn't one. the end of the movie. Right. This is the halfway point of what is really two movies that make one big one. I think we're going to get that fist pumping level of something at the end of Avengers 4. And I think it's going to be the introduction of the Sony purchase. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I get what you're mutants, saying. Uh, mutants are in Fantastic the universe. Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah. There's the F- Fantastic Four Baxter building. Something. We're going to get that. There's there's a lot to come in the next 10 years. I think that's what we're going to get the next <laughs> what one. What if Deadpool just showed <laughs> That well, actually would be awesome. That I, would I, be totally if they awesome. Got, if they got the rights to him, they'll, they'll try and work him in I somehow. Think, I think they could. Actually, did you see Ryan Reynolds' response to the Avengers movie? Oh, yeah. It he posted great. the thing about the, the rejection the letter. The rejection got. <laughs> letter for the Avengers. Yeah. And good job, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know. So I just I thought that was a great response from Ryan Reynolds. I you know I agree with you. I, I, would, I was waiting for that moment. Here's the part I don't think – nobody's debating this, and I can't believe they aren't. Nick Fury's still alive. Maria Hill is still alive. The assumption was – How? They're dead. What, what do you mean they're still alive? Well, the assumption was that after Fury betrayed everybody in Civil War – Yeah, but we, he just walked off. He didn't get killed. He said – well, he said to Coulson – well, this is – okay, so going to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he told Coulson, I can't ever come back to this. I am done. I am officially done. You are the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He literally walked away and said, you will never see me again. No joke. He actually said it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm, Tara and I both, because we watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. religiously, her and I, Maria Hill and him walked away. Walked away. Gave the, all the files to Coulson, gave him the toolbox, and walked away. Well, that's the thing. is, Were they were they acting for S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point when they were driving through the city? I don't know. Were they doing but, something else? But he's got that thing that he's probably had for 20 years. Yes, but here's the other catch of it all, too. Look at Maria Hill's costume, and i got to watch it yeah, again, but I'm pretty sure like she's, she's got the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on her yeah. costume. I mean, maybe and they, I was, are you ever out of the life? Maybe not. Uh, maybe, maybe not, they, you know, and maybe there's a covert version of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, and that's part of me where I'm going, all right, is there a S.H.I.E.L.D. inside of a S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know, like they've done that before, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Hydra inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. So why not do a S.H.I.E.L.D. inside of S.H.I.E.L.D.? But, like, that was kind of like a, whoa, Fury's 
still here, Maria. And nobody else was getting that that kind of vibe. And I'm kind of like, See, here's this the problem. is a big deal, if people. You didn't, if you didn't watch the TV show. You're right. It, and I, I'm not. A great I'm many seasons behind. So to me, the last I remembered seeing him was in... Was he in Civil War briefly? When No, yes. he was in Age of Ultron in the barn. Was he at all in Civil War? Isn't he the... No, he wasn't. Age of Ultron was the last one because and so to he, me, brought the, he brought the um, helicarrier at the end to help save the people. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that. And so to me... That was the last time we he, saw him. He was like... He wasn't, he wasn't done. You know, right. I didn't see that. So to me... I, I don't know. That was just a shock to me yeah, for some reason to see Fury and Maria Hill. I agree with you. I wanted a little bit more. But the Captain Marvel tease... It didn't feel like a tease. I guess that's the weird thing of it all. We all know Captain Marvel's coming. Felt you know, like an, it felt like an advertisement. Right. Like, okay, we know that's coming. We, we knew that was happening. And maybe it's because we know too much. The, the best thing for me was the motherfucker. Yeah. Mother... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I told Gary, I almost wanted him to finish it. Motherfucker. Yeah. You, know, you guys are going to have to put beeps in on this <laughs> for, the, for the podcast. But, you know, so I, I just... Uh, yeah. I agree with you, Gary. That was, was kind of like... That was kind of funny. And then to have them fade off, too. And that's where everybody was like, see, now that has to be the people that die. And I'm like, I don't think Nick Fury dies. Sorry, people. And Maria Hill, I mean, it's just everybody loves Kobe Smolder. Yeah, I, she can, I can see her being gone. I mean, she's Maybe, such a side but, character. Uh, yeah, but I just, I don't know. Okay, so those were our thoughts on Star Wars Resistance. We didn't have too much to say there compared to Infinity War, but... Didn't have a lot of info yet. We had a lot to talk about when it came to Infinity War. And those were our thoughts on... The Avengers, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, I mean, it's just, I think it's going to be a never-ending debate for at least the next year, if not plus. You know, I don't remember the Empire Strikes Back days, but this must be what it felt like. It must be it for was. a year felt like this. I was a kid, and yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater, and when that ending came up, and granted, the, the novelization came out a few weeks before, right? but thanks God for no internet and none mm. of that, no one knew the Vader trick of the father. No one knew how it ended. I mean, right. very little, very little of that had gotten out. I remember sitting in the theater, being surprised by that ending, and sitting there going, that's not how movies end. Yeah, right? I couldn't comprehend, my little brain yeah, could not comprehend could not wrap it. Your head around that. I could believe it. And yeah, I didn't care for the ending at that time either. I just, uh, it was like, Really? A cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Where's my cereal? And where's the ending of it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Like, And this is very much has the same feel to it. And I think it's even more dramatic, this one, because it just it's not just one thing. It's like multiple things that we've got questions about. And uh, so we have lots of questions, just like you do. We'd love to know what they are. So go to galaxycast.com. Tell us what you think. Uh, head over to our Twitter account. Find us on Twitter. We are out there. I'm starting to actually hit up our Twitter more. Uh, find us on YouTube because, yes, we actually have a live YouTube channel. Check uh, out our MySpace. Totally uh, yeah, oh, right. Wait, wait, MySpace. Uh, does MySpace even exist anymore? I've never even gone to that lately. So uh, find us on social media. Again, email us, galaxycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. I know we spent a lot of time on this episode tonight, but I think you really got what we really were thinking, at least yeah. for a majority of this film. So I really wanted to give it a good review. So as we always like to say here at the end of a wrap up in the Star Production Studios, may the force be with those who listen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line... We so like a use a show. 
if you have a complaint, make your subject line, You've failed me for the last time. And look for the Galaxy Cast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.